You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and please remember to follow Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, you can argue at sports.com. I created that along with my co-host. John, some sports got Hickman. It is Friday, the day everybody has been waiting on to get here. I've had a long week. You know, a lot of just turmoil in my life. You know what I mean? Just like the Houston Texans organization. A lot of ups and downs and a whole lot of arounds, but we are back and you know what it is. Time to talk Texans. That's why you're here. Cody, I'm happy to be with you today. You guys had a fun day yesterday. The Ultimate Houston Crossover Show. How was that? Oh, man, it was so much fun, you know, just talking about all of the teams in Houston, you know, just coming together. And, you know, it's just one of those. JT Gatlin asked the question, you know, what do you miss most about sports? And I told him that I miss the the, just the genuine entertainment that sports that sports brought. And when I said that, I thought about. We are missing some major storylines in the city of Houston. You got the Astros proving everybody wrong that they don't need no trash can to win a championship. You got the whole Rocket small ball situation. And then, you know, down here with the Texans, you have the whole DeAndre Hopkins trade scenario. Houston has a lot of drama going on. And it's just so sad knowing that right now, None of those questions can be answered right now. But other than that, man, it was just fun getting together. We definitely going to do it do it again. Um, I can't wait. Next time, you definitely have to make sure that you are available to record. Yeah, man, I hope so. And I hate the fact that I was not around to talk about, uh, well, you know what? I'm happy. Let me say this, listeners. I'm happy I was not around to talk about the Rockets. Simply because, Cody, as you know, we talk about the Rockets a lot off air. And of all, of all the professional sports I have covered, even collegiately, professional, I mean, I've done it all. The Rockets are still the one entity that I'm not able to professionally talk about without getting, what's the right word to use, perturbed. Simply because I just, I, it's like a love-hate relationship with the Rockets. No, it, it's it, very it. so much love involved. But when I hate them, I'm crying out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm tired. So but I'm you happy can't you guys talk about them without getting too, too emotional. No, you're absolutely right. And this small ball, I'm actually glad this season is over with. I don't want to see it in the NBA season. Just end it off, you know, and start fresh next year. We're too late in the game. I don't want to try to pick up. I don't think it's even worth it uh, with the views, but more importantly with safety. 
just let's not do it at all. Start fresh in 2020 uh, in April, not April, I'm sorry, in October 2020 for some new NBA. That's even if we are out of the phase of life we're in right now. But what we are here to talk about and discuss is Locked On Mock Draft. This is going to be fun. Again, we did it last year. We're doing it again. We're doing it again this year, so I can't wait to discuss what's going on with that. Only for the Houston Texans. We'll touch on that just a little bit. And Laramie Tunsil has spoken. Also, Tim Jernigan has signed with the Houston Texans on a one-year deal worth $3.75 million. How would that affect what the Houston Texans do up front? It's Friday. Don't go anywhere. Laramie Tunsil appeared on NFL Live on Thursday, and first and foremost, he was on there to talk about the work that he's doing with the relief of the coronavirus. But as you know, the situation between him, the Texans, and a new contract got brung up. When asked about his contract, Laramie Tunsil said, I'm not going to talk numbers. I'm going to keep that between me and the club. I'm looking to be the highest paid lineman, of course. I've worked my butt off to be in that position, and hopefully we can make that happen. So he basically said something we all knew from the beginning. And, John, it's one thing to hear rumors circulating about it. It's one thing to have a sort saying, you know, yeah, Laramie Tunsil is looking at being the highest paid lineman. But it's another thing for him to go on live national television, ESPN, NFL Live, and make that official statement. How do you feel about that? I love it. I really do. Listen, Tunsil knows his worth. And more importantly, he knows his worth to this club. He knows that this year, next year, they are handcuffed because they don't have a first-round pick to, you know, go out there and, and possibly find a replacement. So that would be one year, because they already picked up his 10-year, a $10.3 million fifth-year option this year. That means that would be one more year that you would have Deshaun Watson with no protection on his blind side. On top of that, you already have a, I'm sure, a very pissed-off Deshaun Watson. You do not want to go within another, go into another season with a season that you had last year before Laramie Tunsil, that's shuffling players. That's having press conferences where you're telling all of the press and trying to convince yourself that we're trying to figure out who is best at this position or if we want to slot him in. Listen, Tom is out for that, right? Laramie Tunsil's best, you know, ace in the club is Deshaun Watson, simply because, well, he has to stay happy. Without a happy Deshaun Watson, then Bill O'Brien would even more look like so much of a villain that he has to keep him happy. No quarterback wants to go throughout their entire career constantly getting banged up. The year before he arrived in Houston was a total of 63 sacks in one season. Last year, it was nearly cut down by 20 sacks. Why not take time out, understand your worth, and capitalize off what's going on? That is, to this team, to this club, you are worth more than $18 million. You are worth more than $18.5 million. 
You are worth 19, 19, 5, 20 million dollars. If you think that you are worth more than 20, I can see a 25 with some incentives thrown in there that can boost your, you know, your salary. However, he is not wrong. And correct. And him going on NFL Live, you know what that does? They had initial contract talks. The ball was rolled in his court. He looked at it. He said, well, I'm going to pick my shot. I don't want 18-5. Here's my counter. Oh, before I give the ball back, because, you know, you make it, take it in the game of 21. You make it, you take it. I would I scored already with the counter offer. I get the ball back. Oh, I'm also going to let the entire NFL world know how I feel to put more pressure on the ball club. They got to get this deal done. I love it. I really do. And if you don't get this deal done, this can be another blessing in disguise. Bill O'Brien got to go. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in the final outcome. Yeah, me too. I mean, I personally do hope that this does not get ugly. Him going on NFL Live is sort of an indication that it will. Only due to the fact that, I mean, if things was working in Laramie Tunsil's favor, I kind of feel like he would not have done this, but only time will tell. Laramie Tunsil on NFL Live, that same interview, also was asked about the trade of DeAndre Hopkins. He said, that one hurts. I was in that same position not even a year ago, and I know the feeling. It's all about business, and all we have to do is keep working to be the best. I personally call a tad bit BS on that, only due to the fact that, yes, he was traded a year ago, it wasn't in the same situation as DeAndre Hopkins leaving because first and foremost, he was leaving a team in the Miami Dolphins who was willing to tank the whole entire 2019 season. And knowing that he was a going to a better situation, a better team, it, it like his departure was just different from DeAndre Hopkins. Every single thing is starting to come out one day after the other with all these rumors by saying that Bill O'Brien didn't like his personal life. Come to find out there's rumors circulating going around saying that DeAndre Hopkins has been on the trading block for, for over the last couple of seasons. It's just a lot of stuff that's just not right with the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Yeah, and I tell you what, it you know, I'm sure just like all things, more will come out sooner or later. We'll see how that goes. I don't think the situation with Larry Tunsil will get crazy. I mean, I respect what he said. He came out and said he's going to keep certain information between him and the club. Saying that he wants to be the highest paid lineman in the league, I'm okay with that because that's not, you know, a secret. We've known this since he got traded. We've, we've known this before it was even said by his camp or the Texans. When you give up two first-round picks, we have all the leverage. So we've known these things. He didn't give a number. He didn't He didn't really give any specifics. He's only confirmed what we've already known. And I'm okay with that. Now, the Texans did bring in Tim Jernigan at defensive tackle uh, for one-year deal worth $3.7 million. I like that deal. I was hopefully looking for Damon Harrison, Snacks Harrison. Played in Detroit the last couple of seasons. Had some great years with the New York teams. Played for both Jets and Giants. I wanted him here in Houston, but the Texans went out and got a very good, high, uh, low risk, high reward in Tim Jernigan. If he can play, 
because he did miss 19 games in the last two seasons, played 10 games last year, missed what nearly 13 games the year before with back surgery. Very low risk, but he can definitely give you a high reward. He can definitely do a very good job in controlling the gaps up the middle, making sure his linebacker's job behind him is much easier. And I like the fact that even though they signed Brandon Dunn, gave him a three-year deal worth $12 million, they're continuously boosting what they need to up front. We suffer, the Houston Texans, that is, with depth. So that's why we still have secondary concern, right? That's why this idea of, you know, going out there and drafting a secondary player in that second round with one of our first two picks is still one of those vibrant ideas because we've seen what happened when players go down. Even with edge rushes, there is a depth problem across the board with Houston. Bringing Jernigan in on a one-year deal worth seven, uh, $3.7 million, I love it. And I'm normally against one-year deals, but I believe if you get something out of Tim Jernigan, he is a guy that you can re-sign for the future. So I like that deal, Cody, and listeners at home. So with everybody having this quarantine time, I'm sure everybody is binge watching shows and uh, watching old games and just, I guess people are having fun. You know, I would say people are having fun with their families, but a lot of people just really don't really like their family. So people are going back and watching old NFL championships, the NBA championships, Super Bowls. Cody, what have you been stuck on? Because I know right now, tomorrow, I'm going to wake up super early, you know, get to working on some different projects. And I'm going to go back in time because I watched the T-Mac 13 points in 33 seconds the other day. I'm going to go back and watch that 2001 NBA Finals with AI and Kobe Bryant. Man, listen, I've been working on so many projects, as you know. But right now, I've been stuck on a new profound appreciation for Hakeem Olajuwon. Right now, I am currently about to start a NBA Finals film review, um, breaking down every single game that the Rockets won in that in that championship series. And this isn't the first time, but ever since the whole NBA been on lockdown, basically since the sports been on lockdown, I've been doing a lot of reflecting, a lot of looking back on Rockets history. And man, I always knew Hakeem Olajuwon was good, but John, John, I know I might be, I might be throwing a curveball here, but I don't care. At some point during the summer, I'm going to start a debate by solidifying Hakeem Olajuwon as a top five player of all time. The things that Mm. this man was able to do on the court without no other superstar for majority of his career. It's unbelievable, man. Like, it is unbelievable. The man averaged almost five blocks per game for like four seasons, four straight seasons. Greatness, truly greatness. And uh, you know what? I will say this before I kind of move forward because you know what? Right now, while we are recording this show, I am drinking some of the, uh, I'm going to say it, a Corona. Coronavirus. Corona right Coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I will say this: watching in the Rockets while growing up with my grandmother is a, the main reason why I have a very difficult time coping with the Rockets right now. But Akeem, I was born in 1992. Akeem Olajuwon's last season in, in Houston was 2001. My very first time that I could remember, just recollect Hakeem playing basketball in Houston was like around 1997 because it was just a vivid memory. But Hakeem, the way he played basketball was technically sound and somewhat of an assassin, just getting you completely off your game, pissing you off, and then leaving you with the thought of what could I have done to beat a counter that was a counter to a counter. You know what I mean? So Houston have had some assassins here in Houston, but nobody, nobody comes close to Akeem Olajuwon. That is until James Harden, if ever, brings a Houston to the, uh, bring the, uh, brings a championship to the city of Houston. And then that discussion will, that'll be a fire discussion. Man. That will be a fire discussion of James Harden, who owns almost what every Rockets, um, franchise record. He needs a ring. And then that discussion between him and the King would get a little bit fun. Watching him play back in the day was, was a, a true sight to see. Man, listen. Hakeem Olajuwon is by far the greatest athlete in Houston sports. I do believe depending... I, I, I kind of think for James Harden, it might be a little bit too far. If, unless he brings the Rockets like three or four championships, I don't see that happening. The next player in line, I think, who has a chance because he's so young and his career is really starting to take off. And this is a guy in his first couple of years, he, he is nowhere near the peak of how good he's going to be. And this is why I'm hoping that, you know, when he takes his emotion out and hopefully next season goes really, really good, I do think Deshaun Watson might have the best opportunity not to surpass Hakeem, but to reach that Houston legacy level of Hakeem. Can I say this? Go ahead. Can I say this? I think we are being completely unfair to a man down at Minute who stands at five foot three, four. I don't oh, know. Yes. Jose Altuve. Altuve. Hey, but that just right now, me back if we to... made a, a, a list of who's the most important players in, in Houston sports history, Jose Altuve is without a doubt, without a doubt, top five. Deshaun Watson haven't he hasn't cracked top ten, right? We gotta look at the Andre Johnsons. We gotta look at the JJ Watts. We gotta look at the DeAndre Hopkins. We have to look at Arian Foster. I haven't even mentioned Yao Ming. I haven't mentioned Steve Franchise. I haven't mentioned Bagwell. I haven't mentioned, um, you know, well, Tracy McGrady. I haven't mentioned Ralph Sampson. I haven't mentioned <clears throat> Dwayne Brown, who we. Completely always skip over. I haven't mentioned players like D'Amico Ryan, who, you know, it's a lot of players that have came through Houston, and I don't know that much about baseball. I definitely know about Jeff Bagwell. I mean, who doesn't know about Jeff Bagwell? But there are, in the last, I haven't mentioned none of the Houston Comets players, right? Mm -hmm. We have to mention those winners 
first. And the only reason why I wouldn't put that much Clyde Drexler in is because the bulk of his career was in Portland. We know how great of an athlete, shout out to the Ross Sterling alumni, Clyde Drexler was. But Jose but, Altuve, man, what he does at his height, it's just he is definitely in that top five. You can make a case for top three most important Houston athletes of all time. But here's my counter. We to haven't that. even mentioned Warren Moon when they had the Earl Campbell. You're right. I mean, Earl, Earl, Earl Campbell. It's just Earl the Campbell, list goes Warren on Moon. and on. You're right. The list goes on and on. In Houston's professional sports, college sports, they have had some great athletes come in and out of this city. But I do believe, you know, given if his career is projected to go away, is going, and of course, if he stays past next season. I do believe that Deshaun Watson, when it's all said and done, he's going to have, have an opportunity to be top three. Because think about it. All of these athletes, the Tracy McGrady's, the Warren Moons, you know, the, the Steve Francis, the, the Jeff Baldwell, all of these guys was great. But when you look at an all-time, all-time great, how many of these players actually bought a championship to Houston? I do believe Deshaun Watson has what it takes. Now, I know a lot of that is going to depend on the team that they build around him from the offensive line to his offensive weapons, even when you look over at the defensive end, I mean, the defensive side. But look at what Deshaun Watson has been able to do in his first three years in Houston. Let's just say the the last two seasons, because his rookie season, unfortunately, got cut after he blew his ACL out. But right when he came in, 2018, he picked up where he left off, took us to the, took us to the playoffs. 2019, not only did he took us to the playoffs, he basically brought us, a, I'm going to say, a half into going into the AFC championship game. Every single year, Deshaun Watson has come back better than the season before. And I do believe, you know, I know it's early. And like I say, Houston has had a lot of great athletes I do believe when it's all said and done, if his career continues to take off, and, and the best part about all of this is Deshaun Watson is nowhere near the peak of his career. That's why I do believe, you know, yes, he has an opportunity to, to be in the level of Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, me personally, I think Olajuwon is on a level of his own. Yes, Jose Altuve, you know, brought an MVP in the championship, you know, James Harden MVP, um, but if, there, if there's anybody who can at least sniff the coattail of Akeem and possibly reach the doorstep of his greatness in Houston, it's Deshaun Watson, man. Uh, I, let me say this. Before we even look at Deshaun, I like this conversation because the Houston sports market gets disrespected all the time. All the time. I mean, even on that that you know pennant race run. I mean, Joe Buck just was who I love as an announcer, but I, I hated everything about him announcing every game the New York Yankees is going to win, the Red Sox, <laughs> the LA Dodgers. I hated it, but I, I'll say that the Sun still has a way to go. Of course, there's a wild one, three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying that you're saying that, but. The hierarchy goes, number one, I think we can agree, Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, most definitely. Number two, that's where it gets a little bit. And that's why I say you can't do it like number one, number two, number three. You have to put them in tiers. Like, 
the top tier and the only tier, the best tier of all, Hakeem Olajuwon by himself. The second tier. No, no, put, no. He's not by himself. I don't think so. I'm who's on Hakeem J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is definitely in there. And the only know. reason why, this is why I'm putting J.J. Watt in there. One year, he was an MVP uh, finalist as a defensive end. Me, personally, I would say, and, and matter of fact, I think we should put this on Twitter so the listeners can can, can oh, chime in as well. Also, in the top tier, that in the hierarchy tier, I think Cynthia Cooper deserves it to put her name in there as well. <laughs> Cynthia Cooper... Four. She she wasn't with the comments long. This was this is why I say it's tears. Four. You Come have on. the top Four. tier, top tier Hakeem. Top two, you have the Cynthia Cooper, the JJ Watt, the, the James Harden, the Jose Altuve's. I just don't think neither one of those players, and that's no disrespect to any of them. I don't think they have reached the level of success as Hakeem Olajuwon. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I get what you're saying. That's why I say you can't put them like one, two, three, four, five, because literally two to like eight, you can debate who's going to be number two. That's why I say if we do like levels and tiers at the top of the pyramid, Hakeem is by himself. The second tier is James Harden, Cynthia Cooper, um, Jose Altuve, J.J. Watt. And then, you know, there's the third team with the Warren Moons, the Earl Campbells. Yes, Deshaun Watson is still at the bottom of the pyramid, but it's not going to be too much longer before he's really start climbing up this ladder really, really fast. I, I'll say this, man. You know, I, I love women in sports because I do it, too. Truly, it truly shows you that diversity will, in in, in the long run, always prevail. Cynthia Cooper did not start playing WNBA. We know that was a late, you know, late splurge thanks to the late great David Stern. She did not start playing in the WNBA until the age of 34. Now, internationally, she played for a team in Spain where she averaged 36.7 points per game over the course of a year. That's incredible came here and broke several records on simply because you know the NBA was a baby at the time. First year 22, second year almost 23 to third year 22 in the playoffs 28, 25, 20, 22, won four WNBA championships in a row. I understand. What was you say I'm A sign and Kelly didn't even focus <laughs> that comments. That's just she's in my top tier. I, I'm sorry. It's a keen it's Cynthia Cooper, and I'm putting Justin James Wilder in that top tier. Oh, my God. I mean, like I said, I get what you're saying. When you take a look at that comment scene, I mean, she wasn't by herself. I mean, you still had Cheryl Swoop and, and Tina Thompson. That's, that's you, you can't disrespect them. And those and those two ladies of Rome are in the, it also in the top tier. I mean, the top two tier. Like, like Houston has Ooh. some legends. All I'm saying is if Deshaun Watson's career continues to go the route is going, a lot of these people outside of Hakeem Olajuwon, their rank are going to start falling. Now, of course, the book is still being written for Jose Altuve and, and, and James Harden, but it's not going to be too much longer before we look up and Deshaun Watson going to be top five in his argument, man. We hope so, and, and this is why we hope that Bill O'Brien gets his, you know, crap together. We can't have this 
wasting. We've wasted players' proms. We can't have this with your first true franchise quarterback in your franchise history. And I, I tell you what, man, we, we will wait and see. I'll say that. But if I had to name a top tier, Akeem Olajuwon, Jose Altuve, um, Cynthia Cooper, and Justin James Watt. Damn. You didn't even put James Harden in there, but it's okay. We, we're going to just have to agree to disagree. Hey, but listen, that's from all <laughs> major sports. That's right. NFL, that's the NBA, that's MLB, and that's the WNBA. And I, you know what? I think that's pretty fair. And I, I was about to say, on that note, since you took one from every single pro sport, that is the perfect example of Houston sports in a nutshell. Nothing but grace has come out of, out of this city. Locked on Texans podcast, only on the Locked on Podcast Network. Please let us know on Twitter who will be your top tier players in Houston sports history. Um, Houston has had a lot of great players to come in and out of this city. And me personally, I believe it's one of the best cities of all times when you're looking at the greats. I mean, I kind of believe it goes L.A., the Boston area, then us. We have a lot of legacy in history in Houston. So let us know who is not your favorite players, because we're talking about all-time favorite players. My list is going to look hell of a lot different. Is it going to be 100% biased? Because Tracy McGrady is going to be at the top of that list, but that's neither here or there. Let us know who you think is the best players to ever step foot in Houston and put on a show in all platforms in Houston. Oh, man, let's not even just do players. Let's just do... Let's do athletes because when you are a boxer, then you represent where you are from. And I'll tell you this, we got the Charlo twins. We got George Foreman. We got, we, hey, listen, Houston got some athletes to come out of here. Now, of course, I, I have my four, but. Now, since you're going that route, you also got Carl Lewis. Even though he jacked up the national anthem, he was a way Uh-oh. better track star. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'll make it up to you, I promise. Hey, guys, I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy. Just like Cody said, let us know who are your favorite Houston players that have been drafted or Houston athletes. Let's get fun. It's been a slow grind, but there's no grind better than the slow grind because that's when we have a time and chance to dive in. Tweet us at Locked On Texas. Tweet me personally at some sports guy. I have uh, – I don't know what my abby is right now. It doesn't matter. You guys you guys will know me because I'm the only some sports guy on Twitter with two Ys at the end. You know who it is. And you know who it is over here. This is Cody Davis, and please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Hey, until next time, things are getting pretty serious out there. So, again, stay safe, stay sanitized, and stay sane. Uh Uh-oh, I'll make it up to you next time, Houston. Peace. You are locked on Texas. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.